Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole worlds. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Hello, powerful nonsense. Hello. <laughs> we are back. Actually, back, back, like back. Because I'm back. back in the same back room. streets, back. Smellable kind of back. Yeah. Not smelling your back, but <laughs> <laughs> in the same facility. In the same room. Last week's episode was a bit weird. What did you think? Um, well, I listened back to it. I was asking the audience. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what we thought as well. Go on, what are you saying? Have you gone a bit batshit insane in my absence? <laughs> you just, just pretend, talking, talking to the voices in your head. I'm just pretending that we can hear the uh, other side. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm by the other side, I mean the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back in the same room. Yes. And yeah, and listen back to last week's episode. I've got to admit, it was not our best. I think I was I was too busy worried about because it was at like seven in the morning we recorded it. Oh yeah, I was staying at my mate's house, who is in my theatre company, and he was next door sleeping. So I was kind of like trying not to be too loud. So I I, I sounded quite reserved Did for you? possibly the first time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, people have been saying the episode is the best. You were keeping stum. Oh well, there we go. It's out there. Hey, I got that. It took a moment for the penny to drop, but I got it. <laughs> um, before we begin, I want to do a, uh, I want to do a shout out. Go on in. Got to do. We, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be bringing in the uh, review of the week. Oh, before I do that though, let's t- actually mention what we're going to talk about. Um, so today we're going to ask you the very important question: uh, Are you actually living the life that you imagined you would be living? We're going that deep today. Emotional uh, one. But I'm going to do a shout out. Review of the week. We got another review. Oh, it's Mrs. Ingram. Is that your mum? No. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's me. Um, So uh, this review is from 566579926. Is that from like the the future? Titles, I best get a shout out. Okay. Um, So here here you are, 566579926. Here's your shout out. It's got a ring to it, that name. Yeah. Your parents must have been quite cruel to name you that. Hi, I'm 56657926. What's your name? Do you come here often? Um, The review says, and I quote, I have been listening to this podcast for around 12 months and is now part of my morning ritual. Nothing better than hearing you two bicker on a rainy Tuesday morning traveling into London. 
I've recently started working for myself, and I do feel that without this podcast, I wouldn't be doing as well as I am without you both. Cheers, guys. Keep up the good work. Well, glad we could be of help. Five six six five seven nine two six. Is that your surname or your first name? That's what I really want to know. Yeah. I thought I thought the delivery man was coming for you again. That actually could be delivery man for me because I've got a laptop turning up. Are serious? Is that the same guy? No, but it's a different person. Yeah, you, you got that live on the podcast. Amazon Logistics. So I don't even know it's for me though. So, Jem, are you living the life that you thought that you were imagining, um, or that you imagined? Uh, it, dep- it depends, really, because I think every year my uh, imagined life changes. I didn't imagine I'd be selling vegan doner kebabs <laughs> <laughs> in a business. I didn't imagine you'd be selling vegan doner kebabs. Yeah, exactly. So, particularly seeing as you have a media degree, <laughs> <laughs> you know, synergy there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it totally. It all matches up. But I, th- I think in general, though, mm-hmm. I think in the like my values and stuff I enjoy doing, I'd say yes at the moment. There are a lot of things that I was wanted to make sure that I'm still playing sports or active. Um, I, I guess I, in terms of like control of time, mm-hmm. I didn't imagine that that was possible, number one. So I think a lot of the time, actually, um, what you might have imagined yourself to be doing, you maybe didn't know was a possibility. So a lot of it comes down to... Um, being aware of what is possible so that you can imagine having that life so I think that's why a lot of people probably um, initially you kind of thought you'd be in a certain place Mm -hmm. but then you've seen there's better and so even though you might have got that now it's not what you want and so I think it is a thing that's in flux it does change but um, I always think it's good like and I have got like a um, a document I put together a while back, which I kind of reference every now and then, is just to check in on myself and say, well, these are the things I wanted then. And I kind of, that was when I took the time to actually sit down and write mm. these things out. Mm-hmm. And then it's good to go back and then reassess that. And mine usually kind of talk about, are you spending time with friends and family? Are you traveling? Are you in good health? Uh, that document, is it a living document or is it one that you just set in stone and you just... No, follow? no, no. It's definitely a living document because even now I look at things and some things don't apply. So I was like, oh, I want to be earning this much money through my own freelance work. Mm-hmm. Suddenly now I have a business. So that changes. And actually right. what I was saying I wanted financially back then, which at the time was like, wow, it'd be so cool if I get that. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm now doing now. I've got different targets. So I guess the I want to spend more time with Wayne is probably not as valid anymore. Yeah, that just either. got rubbed straight off. Spend less time with Wayne. Yeah. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my best. I mean. <laughs> if I move house, Wayne will be there less often. Why did I say I want to keep podcasts? But then you moved to Snaresbrook, yeah, just down the road from me. What a mistake to make! I, I thought the lake would be enough to <laughs> to cut us off from each other <laughs> and the hints. But <laughs> what uh, hints? Yeah, I don't. I don't pick up on hints. You know the bit where I put my middle finger up at you and <laughs> tell you to f off. <laughs> oh yeah, when I was, check yeah. that pile of shit at your window. No, that. <laughs> <laughs> no hints no 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 I did not oh, get those good. at all um, about yourself are you uh, yeah it's interesting um, almost in because there were some things that you said about like not realising what's possible in some ways I think I kind of went more the other way in that when I was at school I discovered my love for acting and then one of my teachers was like I don't really, can't really remember how the conversation went, but I remember w- exactly where I was the moment where I went, oh, wait, I could actually get paid to do this. 
Um, so then, of course, I got all excited and thought that, you know, being an actor was as glamorous as everybody makes out that it is. Not that I was ever into it for the glamour of it, but more because I really freaking enjoyed it. And then somebody's like, this is a career. And then you see the only side of the acting career, the, the mainstream media shows, is all the glamour and glitz, sequins and tits. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a producer's reference. Nobody's probably ever going to get that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, and so I then was got really carried away with what would be possible um, right up until pretty much I left my training. And I knew it was going to be hard. I was never under the, under the pretense that it wasn't going to be anything but difficult. But my God, uh, <laughs> my God, I was not ready for how hard it actually was and actually um, how unglamorous being an actor actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that respect, because I, I kind of was under the impression that five, six years into my career, I'd, be, able, I'd be working a lot yeah. as an actor. <laughs> that I'd have, I'd have gone up the, the ladder quickly enough that I'd be working a lot. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm working more and more each year. There is momentum there. It is moving forward. But uh, no, I'm, I'm not working as an actor <laughs> half as much. The irony is that actually, and I've said this to quite a lot of actors, the irony is that as an amateur actor, you actually act more than you do if you're a professional actor. Because <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, they'll, they'll cast you because you auditioned. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's not really how it works in the actual professional world. Just having an audition doesn't entitle you to a role and you learn that very quickly. Um, so yeah, so I'm not living the life that I was expecting either. So how do you kind of deal with that? Cause I know obviously I speak to a lot of my friends and they're people who've gone that career route, the nine to five, which is obviously different to what we've done. Mm-hmm. But then they get to that point where you're kind of like, ah, oh, they get to that sort of, okay, this is everything I want. But then for yourself, then do you have to reassess how you feel or kind of, is that something then you start having like this sort of self-talk to yourself, like, uh, or, or do you kind of reassess and actually be like, okay, maybe I wasn't as realistic. Yeah. I mean, I think, I guess for me, for my personal situation, I guess it really, God, this almost feels like episode one, but it's like reconnecting with what it is that, made you want to do what it what you were pursuing in the first place so for me it was my love for the actual work and the love for actually being on stage and I put up with all of the crap that comes with being an actor because the payoff is ultimately great because I get to do that I get to do that thing that I love to do and if I'm in a fortunate enough situation get paid to do it Um, plus I also now know the craft much better than I did back then when I first decided I wanted to do it. So I can actually, I actually enjoy once I get given that script and I get into the rehearsal room and all that, I get to really enjoy that process as a process, as a creative craft. Um, so then that to me mitigates all of the, the crap that comes with it. Cause I'm like, well, this is the, this is the shit bit. But on the other side, I say this about the acting industry. Generally, the lows are really freaking low, but the highs are incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a drug. Yeah, but then when you're having those sort of like, like you're saying the highs are high, but they're very few and far between, then you mm-hmm. must, like anybody pursuing something and acting in particular, but there's a lot of uh, different things you could be doing and you literally mm. aren't getting anything back. And then you can must must go through your head sometimes like, oh, 
everyone's doing this or they're moving out and they're buying property and then but then you how do you oh, yeah, kind of then because they're realistic things that mm. everybody's wanting and mm-hmm. so you kind of have to say to yourself actually well i'm putting that off and is it kind of like an active or it's because you're not because you could like imagine if you spent the last since we left uni spent those last five years in a career you could be on like a 50 60k job potentially yeah and it, it could look a lot different so there has to be like i mean a the, certain... ben- the benefit i suppose i have um uh, my situation may not be the best one to use as an example to be honest but because the the good thing that I have on my side is that I have loads of other things going on as well that then mean that because I'm not my finances are on an upward trajectory. It's not like I'm staying at a level because I'm doing other things like the podcast. I do other freelance work outside of acting and things like that as well. So in that respect, the pressure's not so much on me. I do have those moments where I go, oh, well, all my friends have now got houses or all my friends are now getting married or this, that, and the other. And uh, there's a lot of things that I've had to sacrifice to do what I want to do. But the whole time when those come to mind is, but if you weren't an actor, if you never acted again, would you be happy? And ultimately my answer Mm. is no. I'd never feel fulfilled, which is why I do. But then again, I've always wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's difficult to to kind of compare to what other people might be going through because for me, it's a it's it's almost a moot point really mm-hmm. because that, I know that's what I want to do. So you're pretty much willing to sacrifice everything else around that in pursuit of that. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, there there are lines that I won't cross, um, but which are there's no point. Um, I mean, it's kind of what those are, I'll know it when they come kind of thing. Mm. Um, there's nothing in my in my head in particular that I'm like, oh, for, okay, for example, um, you know, if, if ever I was to meet the woman of my dreams, but she was ever to ask me to give it up, mm. um, I don't think I could commit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not as put as much energy into it you know depending on what my responsibilities at the time are but i'd never be able to give it up entirely because for me it's been the only constant in my life beyond my parents mm-hmm. those are the only two things that remain consistent is family and my acting career so those are the two most important things in my life mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean so there are things that the lines i won't cross um both ways there are certain things that i wouldn't sacrifice for my acting, but then they're, you know, the other way around. But it's about kind of knowing what they are um, and I think knowing ways, where the line is. I, I guess that's, that's that's it, really. It's just know where the line is. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like owning that choice as well. It's like yeah. you've taken that decision, like, okay, this one I'm pursuing, and I've, I've assessed the outcomes on that side. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people may end up getting will start having these feelings when they've done some a career for 10 years and it's just not working out for them i yeah. think they haven't it's the sunk cost isn't it exactly it comes back to are you going to have the regret or it's that sort of thing well if you're still pursuing the thing you 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 passionate about and you actually put everything into it and you still fail you're still going to feel more achievement than the person who never gave it a, a right. shot basically. and i think of the jim carrey's uh commencement speech that he did talking about his dad and when the 2008 recession hit He'd spent his entire life in a job that he hated, that he didn't want to do. The 2008 recession hit, and he lost everything. He lost his job. And Jim Carrey was like, well, look, that was the moment I realized you can fail in 
I don't think it even was a 2008 recession. I might have connected the dots there myself. But he came to the realisation that, you know, you can still fail at things you don't love doing anyway, so you may as well mm-hmm. give it a shot at the, at the thing that you do. And I think that's the thing. Ultimately, uh, and I think of, of what Steve Jobs says in his commencement speech as well, you know, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you ask yourself if today's the last day, my last day on this earth, would I do what I'm about to do today? And if... If the answer is no, too many times in a row, then you know something's got to change. And ultimately, if you, the the very very blunt, objective, no emotion attached response to to that is, if you are not happy, change something. Mm. Ultimately, that's that's it. It might be tough. It might be hard. You might have to accept something you don't want to accept. But that's that's ultimately it, right? Yeah. For sure. Should we take a quick break and then jump into a few of the other points we've yes, got here? Yes, let's. Um, so, yes, we'll take a moment to say a massive thank you to the sponsor of the show, the University of Northampton. Um, I've spent a lot of time. They've actually done me a massive, massive favour um, with my recent <clears throat> uh, project we were working on, actually. Um, so I'll get to that in a moment. But uh, if you haven't listened to the show before you won't know that Jem and I are alumni of the University of Northampton um, and that it's a very special place holds a special place in my heart does Northampton um, but also um, mainly because it they really pump a lot of resources into providing opportunities for their students outside of just the degree they pump a lot of effort and resources into giving students the platform to start up ventures to start up businesses to start up charities and they they they're really supportive particularly of anyone that wants to set up a social enterprise which is a business doing social good for the sake of profit um so it's kind of like a halfway between a charity and a traditional business um but they've done a massive favour for me and my production company whilst I was away rehearsing for the show. They've provided us with rehearsal space for the show. They've also helped to promote it as well through social media and things like that. So they are a really, really, really supportive university even after the fact. So if you're thinking you might want to get a degree, if you're thinking you might also want to set up a business, then check them out, northampton.ac.uk. And a massive thank you to them for supporting the show. Lovely jubbly. Um, there's got we've got a point here in the actual. I'm sorry if you guys could hear my kitten at the moment. He's going a bit mental outside the door, but um, he wants to get on the podcast. I think he wants to be on. He wants to be the next guest. (laughs) (laughs) And one thing I wanted to sort of bring up as well with all these choices is that ultimately, I think a lot of people don't make a choice because they overthink the future already. So yeah, I think in some ways, obviously for yourself, it was that sort of naivety, which allowed you to get deep into it enough to give it a punt. Whereas I think Mm, as you get older, and you sort of become like you're a millennial, you're in a certain we're in a sort of later 20s now. Mm -hmm. um, I think you kind of get a bit more um, awareness of what's possible. Like you've got a lot more history or experience to kind of Mm. read from. And so I think that, and that's usually when people are kind of having that sort of feeling at work where like, shit, I've gone into this career too deeply and I don't know what to do now. And so I think you've got a lot more evidence to back up why something won't work. And I think that's where you get very much in your head and you start thinking about everything that go wrong rather than actually just get back to your feelings and think this, when you just like when you do something, you create something, it Mm. feels right. But then the thinking head comes in and says actually, yeah, but it won't work because of these Mm 
like uh, logical ways of thinking about it and i think that's a big struggle that a lot of people have yeah i've i've noticed actually as as 30 is fast approaching for us and i've celebrated a few 30th birthdays with friends this year i'm still thankfully a couple of a couple of years away um but i'm really starting to notice and i th- maybe it's a new phenomenon maybe it's not it's almost like a quarter life crisis that happens mm-hmm. when you turn 30 and everybody i don't know if you've noticed this as well with a lot of friends they're starting to question they're kind of starting to have a lot of the conversations that we've been having this entire time with the podcast <laughs> starting to go hang on a second am I really doing what it is I wanted to do or have I just got sucked into the system? Have I just gone into a career and I've gone up and down on on the career ladder and changed jobs here and stayed in the same career but been working for the man and suddenly realising maybe there's a little bit more than that one holiday a year that you get to go on because you're working for the man, as it were. And I'm really starting to see a lot of people as they're approaching 30 really starting to just they just change career all of a sudden they go nope not for me anymore and they take a massive pivot and they go in a completely different direction and you're like good but i also think it's like strategic i think they had a plan and that plan is now in force and then they're looking at it from a distance now and saying that actually doesn't work for what i want to achieve or what i mm-hmm. actually value in my life and so the thing that they've been working towards now is not producing them the rewards they thought was going to come uh-huh. with it and again, maybe that's not always having earning the most money possible. That's just in terms of, which I'm finding anyway, is a lot more around lifestyle. Mm-hmm. People are wanting that, number one. They're just saying, this ain't sustainable. I'm miserable. I'm tired. I'm not, in, I'm not enthusiastic when I go to work. And is that any way to live? Like, I'd rather be doing something that pays me a lot less, but I actually feel, like, excited to get up and go to work in the morning. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, um, I was actually watching a video this morning. Uh, from Darren Hardy. He hasn't come up for a while uh, with his uh, Darren Daly. So Darren Hardy, he's the CEO of Success Magazine. Um, He's the writer of um, The Compound Effect. Um, And he's got a sort of mailing list um, called Darren Daly, which basically sends out a little video in the morning, usually about five minutes, just talking about concepts about making you a better person. And the, the... I hadn't actually watched any for quite a while, but there was the title he put out this morning really grabbed my attention, which is uh, Stop Chasing Mice. And actually, I thought it's really relevant for this episode because basically what he was talking about was he used the example of um, knowing where is worth putting your energy. And he talks about how a lion who hunts, he's the top of the food chain, a little mouse could crawl in front of a lion whilst he's resting and the lion just wouldn't wouldn't do anything, just completely ignore its existence. But the lion could stamp its feet, eat the damn thing. But he was like, there's so much... It, the, the energy that the lion uses to hunt the mouse is so... It just doesn't balance out because the nutritional value that the mice gives just isn't worth the effort. And so what he was saying was just know where to exert your energy rather than necessarily chasing mice and and things and it just made me think a lot about sorts of the sorts of jobs that people end up doing because of this promise of uh money sometimes quite often over lifestyle 
and how sometimes the pay that you actually get for the job because it's relative to what you were being paid before you think oh yeah that's a good amount but actually the amount of effort and work that you're going to have to do the sacrifices to your lifestyle that you're going to have to make in order to achieve that increase in wage or salary or whatever just doesn't actually balance out and i think as far as living the lifestyle that everybody had always planned i think they only plan so far ahead and then at some point they just suddenly go uh what's the next best option i can get and they're just they're just literally just trying to upgrade for the sake of upgrading rather than necessarily because it's what they it's want it's like a false progression isn't it it's yeah. like a fake sort of chart to go off of yeah but ultimately that chart is not leading to what you owe me one but is something that makes you feel like you're making some progress mm -hmm. shame that that usually is your salary yeah and that's the sad thing isn't it i think so much of it is usually about salary and i think i mean as a as a generation we're becoming much more aware of lifestyle over salary and we've we've come to the conclusion that money isn't everything and actually that old adage that money doesn't buy happiness i think as a generation we're the ones that go yeah no no we agree with that yeah but i think i think millennials think i think millennials are aware that money buys the opportunities that most millennials want and it does help you have that lifestyle oh, absolutely definitely but i also think that the means of making that money is often the bit where people sacrifice their life for that yeah whereas what obviously what we talk about businesses and freelancing and stuff there's a quicker way or a better earning potential which is really important but um, yeah i think people just get us caught in that little sort of trap really chasing mm. but, um, yeah Another thing I sort of wanted to sort of touch on as well is this idea that I think people, um, it's probably really demotivating sometimes when people think, well, I've gone and pursued this career for eight years or, mm. oh, I don't know, five years, 10 years or however long they've done stuff. And then they think, well, if I back out now, that's it. I'm a failure at that thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of other people need to kind of, which I've kind of always embraced. I think it's always been my sort of methodology of doing things is just understand that life comes in many different versions. For me, my years of, it might be two years where it's still, it seems the same. Then another year comes along and something else comes up. I think too many people kind of don't embrace that opportunity to keep changing, to change your spots to <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like you can do different things. I think people get too hung up on what they have done. Yeah. And if they let it go, then they're some, in some sense a failure or, I don't know, they've kind of let themselves down and they failed at something. But I think that puts a lot of pressure on people to, that puts that makes people not really be willing to change or mm. to try something new. And I think that's where people need to kind of just allow themselves to kind of have the opportunity to do something new, really. Yeah, it's, it's kind of opening yourself up to the evolution of it, really. Because just because you decide you're not going to get involved in that industry or whatever it is, anymore doesn't mean that those skills that you've acquired are not that not going to be useful or open up more opportunities that are not open to anybody else in whatever new industry you end up going into because they don't have the same skill set as you and actually if you then take that and you move into another industry or whatever then actually that makes you even more valuable than joe blogs that's just got a degree in whatever industry they're in because all they can do is bring the textbook approach that everybody else has 
and but then come you come in with this other skill set which allows you to look at things in a different a different angle which then means that you might therefore i know solve solution solve problems that nobody else could solve because you're looking at it differently so just allow like again steve jobs he dropped out of university and he took uh, calligraphy classes and uh he had no idea he was just interested in it that was it there was nothing no grand scheme no big plan he was just interested in it and then when it came to designing the fonts for the mac he suddenly had all the knowledge that he needed to know how to do good fonts on the mac and then microsoft copied it and now it's a before then computers didn't have different fonts it was all very basic and okay yeah that's not huge grand vision level thinking but it's an example of where actually those changes in path can actually provide massive uh benefit and massive payoff mm-hmm. and so really that question i think the the question to this actual episode like are you living the life you imagine is something you need to kind of consider because i do think as well a lot of the time is that you've done something for so long and you become demotivated at it to the point that you now have a very sort of negative perception of yourself like you Mm. don't think you're worthy so if i if i can't be good at the thing that i've been doing for so long and i've lost hope in that what hope is it if i start something from scratch again that i'll Uh ever be good and i think that's a massively scary way to look at it which i think a lot of people do because they say wow but i've got all this experience behind me and i'm getting paid to do this at this point but i don't like it and i don't feel good enough at this anyway so what's the likelihood of me becoming good at something else well, that's new. it. People are, people are scared of hitting the reset button, aren't they? That's the mm-hmm. problem. But then a lot of the time, if you aren't living the life you imagine, I think that's sometimes a, a clear point in direction of you need to slam down that button and you need to reset something. And that doesn't mm. mean sacrificing everything, but it means taking a punt, a safe, like safely taking a punt at something and giving it a go and not kind of overthinking it, really, which we've yeah. always spoke about is this sort of side gig mentality of these little projects you do on the side because you never know which one's going to take off i didn't know vegan donors were going to sell it was a it was a month project it was a punt and it happened to work out and so if you can get to that point where you embrace these little small bets that you take then who knows what opportunities that could open up for you mm-hmm. i also just before we wrap up i also want to talk about the other side of things which actually could be that you are actually are actually living the life that you mm. had anticipated but actually you might not have even realized it because there's this idea of normalization, yep. which is when you are particularly when you become involved in an industry of some sort that you always wanted to be in suddenly because it's now your day to day and it's normal for you and you're surrounded by people doing the same thing as you. Um, it then becomes your job as opposed to the thing that is not your dream anymore. It's your job. It's not a idea that you've had is not a fantasy it's reality and every single job every single job no matter how glamorous you think it is every single one of them comes with downsides those instagram models that you all aspire to be you know i tell you what they feel hungry half the freaking time because they're they're probably not nutrition in nutritioning themselves (laughs) properly (laughs) That's a new word. Uh, but, you know, or, you know, they're holding back on meals so they're not got bloat whilst that photo shoot's going on or whatever. There are, there's shit sides to all of it that you just don't see. 
and when that shit side becomes your day to day, just for the payoff of the ten percent, um, it's then about whether or not that's worth it for you. But the probability is that all you're surrounded by people in the same industry as you, doing the thing, all doing the thing that you dreamed that you wanted to do, and now it's just an everyday thing for you. And it's in a way, I'm saying maybe check your privilege because <laughs> you might actually be in a better situation than you thought you might be in. It's just that, that it's no longer that fantasy anymore. That's a really good point to be making actually. Didn't think of that. I didn't think about it until about two minutes ago and I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a possibility as well. Yeah. And I think cause everything's now so visual, you can see everything else, everybody else is doing, but now you actually got the thing you wanted and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> So. I think technology is a prime example of normalization. Mm-hmm. When you get a new new phone, remember when touchscreen phones were first a thing? Mm. Do you remember when do you remember when color screens on your phone was first a thing and everybody was like, "Wow! Color Game Boy. You got like a amazing. color screen on your phone and now now if we don't have freaking HD on our phone, we're pissed." <laughs> <laughs> um, and the novelty wears off very, very quickly. Um, we're always looking for the next thing, so Bit of gratitude. Bit of gratitude. And then build from there. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Great. So, so um some thoughts to ponder on. Yes. Yes, I think so. Um so we'll wrap up there. Uh massive thank you as always for tuning in. If you'd like a shout out for like five nine nine six, six seven, two, four, five seven, nine eight, nine ten two, twenty eight nine two. That nice fella. Uh <laughs> then <laughs> Please leave us a review, and I will uh, endeavour to, to give you a shout-out. I want to do a, a review shout-out at the beginning of each episode, I think. That'd be nice. Wishful thinking. Yeah. But you can make our dreams come true, guys. <laughs> Just leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, you can go to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash review, and we have all the details there on how to leave us a nice review. Five stars or more would be greatly appreciated. Um, if you have anything you'd like us to talk about as well, hit us up. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at pn underscore podcast or send us an email. I'm Wayne at powerfulnonsense.com. Yeah. Try that again. <laughs> Wayne at powerfulnonsense.com and Jem is Jem at powerfulnonsense.com and that's spelled C E M because he's a Turk. Um, that's about it then. So thanks very much for tuning in and we shall catch you next time. See you later.